Welcome to another Quantum Conversation, brought to you by AcousticHealth.com. I'm Loren Gailey, and I invite you to sit back as we enter the Quantum Realm, that space of the greater part of you. It is your connection to infinite possibilities, infinite potential, and infinite mastery. Welcome, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us. We are so happy to be back with Anna Palestino. She works with the Akashic Records and so much more. And today we're talking about exploring soul relationships. I want to welcome Anna back to Quantum Conversations. Hi, Anna. Hey, it's lovely to be back. Okay. Yes. All right. So as we're talking about exploring soul relationships, what does this mean? This means past lives and all of it, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, we're going to look at um, past lives. We're also going to look a little bit at soul relationships that we have in between lifetimes as well, because I think those are some that come up for people that they're curious about, like twin flames and soulmates and things like that. Yeah, so in between lives, relationships in between lives. That's interesting. Share more on that topic because you did mention twin flames. And so there is that. And so some people can get kind of, I don't want to say obsessed with it, but really into it. What is your understanding of that and the in-between lives relationships? Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, with any of the stuff that we're talking about, you know, I have to go based on my intuition and readings that I've done because we have no way of knowing for sure. And, and, and in fact, we're trying to understand something that's in a higher dimension that we only have, you know, third, fourth or fifth dimensional cap capabilities to understand. So I think there's a lot, <laughs> a lot that we don't know about that. But my understanding about twin flames is that when the soul is birthed, that, that it's like a twin, you know, there are like, there's one, one um, seed or whatever that gets split into two. And so the, the, the twins become, um, they, they make a whole together. So that's one thing. And, and in, in, you know, the way I look at it is it's probably as common as twins are in this world. It's not something that everybody has. It's not something that happens all the time. It's something that happens once in a while. So, you know, don't get mad at me, but <laughs> I'm not sure everybody has a twin flame. Um, I but then, yeah. Okay. So, um, okay. Do you mean not everybody has a twin flame walking on the planet or like, do we all have twin flames, but they could be on the other side or you're just saying it, it based on your readings that it could be just a single soul or a twin twin soul. Yes. I mean, that's my understanding. But again, you know, maybe somebody else has had a different experience with reading about it. So I'm not an expert on, on that. I'm, I, you know, it's my, that's my understanding. But then we do have soulmates. We do have soul contracts. Um, we do have soul families. That's one I'm, you know, I feel pretty strongly about is that we have soul families and it, you know, they're not going to be probably gender oriented. Again, this is all stuff that we can't really understand exactly from our perspective, but, you know, we may have a soul mother, soul father, a soul sibling. Um, you know, we may, I believe that on a soul level, we are related. Um, we have relations. 
And so what I've seen in doing readings is that somebody may come into a family with their soul family. You know, maybe the, the mother will be the mother or the mother might be the daughter or um, that kind of thing. So, so um, yeah, I, I do think that there are soul relations that we have. Yes. All right. This is interesting because for those who incarnate into a family and they feel like the black sheep, that would be the opposite then of what we're saying that, that um, <laughs> we're the farthest from our soul family. And we have to go search for our soul family. Do you see that sort of a trend occurring as well? I do. Absolutely. And I mean, the reason people come for readings is they're trying to understand what is going on here. And so a lot of times what I get is not the ones that are working really well, but the ones that are like, oh my gosh, why am I, why was I born into this family? This makes no sense. I'm so unlike anybody else. So yeah. I, and, and, you know, we can talk a little bit more about that because I think that sometimes in, well, we were talking about soul relation, soul lifetimes, and then, um, you know, incarnations, human um, lifetimes. And so we may have had a lifetime, a human incarnation in which we made pacts with people or, you know, had a contract with somebody. Um, I think when we're in families that, that make no sense, sometimes what I've seen is that that's because, um, oh, I'm, I'm into the Akashic records now, but- okay. Uh, <laughs> um, but I think it's because maybe we, we got in a situation where we made a promise or a pact to some people to help them. And, and so that's why we end up in that family or we had a negative contract or something. And so we end up there. So that's why it's important to look at, at relationships, soul relationships, because we uh, want to understand why am I in this situation and what am I supposed to do with it? Yes, that brings up a really good point. And I want to say that for those in our audience, please raise your hand if you're in our Zoom audience or wherever you're watching this, join our Zoom call. You can get to us uh, in the description box in, in the video here. But you're going to do some readings and it's fun to see how you unravel. You have a really um, uncanny ability to unravel the, the history or that relationship. And so what's interesting is that um, you know, in hindsight, I discovered my stepdad was a contract. Uh, it could have been a contract, but it was soul. He was one of my guides and he was the greatest adversary in my life. Like it was not good. It was not easy. And then after he passed, he came to me in dreams, three dreams, didn't say anything. And he was young. He was his young 28 year old self. And it was so beautiful because it turned my head around. It turned, I'm going to cry. It turned my attitude around. You know, at first I was like, what the heck? Get out of my dreams. <laughs> but that was such a healing um, situation. So what you're offering is for people to untangle from this in, in this current life without having someone pass to the other side for that to happen. So, wow. Um, yeah. Very interesting. Can you go over the debt? What, what, a, what a soulmate is, and how would one identify a soulmate? Would we, would we tend to think that our spouses are definitely soulmates if we're attracted to them in that way, or maybe it depends. What does it depend on? 
Yeah. Um, you know, I used to think that soulmates were, you know, meant to be like a primary relationship or something like that. But now I'm starting to think more like, um, like in my, in my um, coaching work, I use, I talk about, instead of relationships, I talk about companionship. And so it's like, who are the people that you walk your life with? Who are you? Who's your inner circle? And that's kind of what I feel like the soulmates are. It doesn't, I I don't know. I'm feeling more and more like it doesn't have to be like a, you know, a a primary relationship kind of thing. It may be your best friend or, you know, that these are your mates. (laughs) These are your pals that you're going through these incarnations with. So, and I do think sometimes we find, you know, oh, my best friend is my, you know, turns out to be my soulmate. Well, does that mean we've had, you know, love relationships before or, you know, intimate relationships before? Possibly, but, you know, I think it could mean a lot of different things. Yes, good. Thank you for that. Um, And are these relationships always endearing or could they be adversarial? Yeah, well, um, yes, I have a lot I could say about that. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, I, I think And I think that's where people get confused. And so I really want to make a point of saying just because someone feels familiar to you does not mean that that's a relationship you need to be in. Okay. So we may feel like, oh, geez, I feel like I've known this person before. Well, you may have, but it may have been in a negative relationship, you know? Um, And so you really want to be certain, um, you know, what the relate, but the actual relationship was, it could have been from an abusive marriage in a past life or something like that. You know, you don't know. Hopefully you get a feel like, uh, uh, this isn't a person I want to be around. You know, hopefully that's the first thing, but just because a person feels familiar doesn't mean, you know, you don't want to just like jump into a relationship with them. And I think the rule of thumb for me is if the relationship feels positive and good and loving and supportive, it's probably a good relationship. If there's a lot of pain attached to it, it's probably not a good relationship. I've done, you know, a a number of readings for people who are in very addictive relationships and they, they keep getting together and then breaking up and getting together and breaking up and, you know, but they, they're addicted to each other and they just can't, um, stop, uh, having this relationship, but it's almost always painful. And, and, you know, so I think in those situations, you really need to look at what's going on there, because that probably isn't a relationship you want to stay in. Yeah, would that be more of a soul contract, then if it's challenging? Um, it, It could be something where it's designed for growth. I mean, that would be one thing that would be a soul contract that would be like, okay, I'm going to help you grow or something like that. And and I've seen that where, you know, somebody gets into a relationship to help another person grow. And then that relationship often ends once the person's kind of learned the lesson or um, had the growth. But I don't know. I think um, I think uh, for negative relationships, it would be something more like a pact or um, a vow, something like that, um, where we, you know, I I just shudder when people, you know, make marriage vows forever and ever. It's like, seriously, think about this. 
you really want to be this with this person lifetime after lifetime after lifetime. Maybe you do, but maybe you want to have some options. You know, just deal with this lifetime. Uh, let's let's be together for this lifetime, and we'll see where we go from here. So I think that there's a lot of different reasons. You, there might be some karmic stuff going on that that brings two people together. I think with karmic things, you know, everybody's been doing so much personal work that you really want to ask yourself, have, have I completed the karma related to this? Because if we, you know, sometimes we don't realize that we're done and, and we just keep staying in and staying in. And it would be like a relationship that you, you realize, you know, you've outgrown it, but you just keep staying and staying. It's like, you have to ask yourself, have I completed this? Is it time to move on? You know, there are times when we have to ask ourselves, you know, do I just you know, have to forgive myself. Sometimes I'll just say that if I feel like I'm in a situation, you know what, I don't know what I did, but I forgive myself for whatever it was. If I'd have known better, I would have done better. Um, and, and I forgive myself. I'm ready to move on. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Wow. All right. Well, who in our audience would like a reading? This is the best way to see how Anna works and how she unravels it. Uh, so raise your hand if you are in our Zoom audience, because I'm going to go for it, too. I mean, I've got relationships, too. Just hearing you speak, I realize, you know, as things naturally conclude, or uh, I want to say where one person can take their power back. And uh, what do I mean by power back? It means being true to our soul. When we can stand in our soul, in our authenticity, rather than kowtowing to someone else, then that would be, um, that would be like a, a natural conclusion. And so very interesting. All right, please raise your hand. Good. Um, there's plenty of people who want to, to um, talk to you. So let's see how this works. Um, Mar Martine, Martine, hi. You can unmute yourself. Please do. Hi. Hi. Hello. Hi, can you hear me? Yes. Oh, hi. Hi, Lauren. Hi, um, everyone. I am, um, yes, I've had this relationship, this intense relationship with my ex-husband, whom I was told was my twin flame. Then it couldn't work out because of this other woman in our life. So now I have a relationship. I started a relationship with a much younger guy, like 20 years old. I mean, I'm 20 years old. <laughs> And it's kind of, I feel, it's, I feel that, it's, I feel him to be so familiar. I wonder if he was, I don't know, what kind of soulmate it was in my, you know, in any past life. Yeah. So um, we're going to talk later about um, a class that I offer that it gives you like a, you know, a step-by-step -step questions you can ask to see, you know, what's the nature of this relationship. So the first thing I would ask is, um, for Martine, is uh, this relationship with this younger man, is it, is it um, a relationship where you've had past lives before? And that would always be my first question if you're inquiring for yourself. So yes, there were past lives together. And I'm going to ask, was the, was the, um, is it more than one? No. So just one, one past life, um, recent or a lo it was a long time ago. And then I'm going to ask, um, was it a, um, a positive or a negative relationship, um, was it kind of getting neither? So um, let me let mm -hmm. me look and see. Mm -hmm. 
you know, it, what it looks like to me is it was, um, a, um, it happened at a time where you guys, there was, you know, it could have been like a war or a plague or there was some big thing going on in the background and you guys okay. kind of crossed paths and you looked at each other and you just went, oh, we can't do this now, but let's do this later. <laughs> and that's what I feel like is that you, you oh, I got shivers. You, 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 it's like, this is your time to, to, to be together, to, you know, just experience each other. I don't, I can't, I don't know what's going to happen with the relationship, but yeah. I think you just needed to check back in with each other and see what this, <laughs> what that was. Okay. Yeah. Because it feels great. We, we have a, a great relationship right now in every aspect, but uh, I feel a little uncomfortable being older, <laughs> that much older, but uh, it, it feels good. So far, so good. 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 Mm -hmm. keep, yeah. yeah. Just keep checking in with yourself about it. Yes. That's okay. Great. Well, Thank can I ask a question then on this? Because Martine, that brings up a good, you, you mentioned that you feel uncomfortable being older. Anna, do you think then that that is, um, for growth, that this could be a soul contract then for, for this man to make her feel more comfortable about herself, more in love with herself? Um, it could be. Yeah, it definitely could be. Um, yeah, I mean, it could be. It could be. I, I feel like it's just, I, I just feel like, you know, he, he had a life plan, she had a life plan, and they were like, we just, we got to find out what this is. And maybe, and maybe you didn't even plan on being together in this lifetime. Maybe you just encountered each other again. And it was like, okay, we, what is this? We have to find out what it is. Yeah, so, I, feel I, like I, I think it's, it's, yeah, I feel like that because uh, I feel like he's helping me in this way for real Lauren, because I'm like, I'm from Haiti and it's a cultural thing that we, we're not comfortable with our age when getting older. And I feel like it's kind of liberating me into this and feeling myself. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> yes. It just feels like joy. You know, it just yes. feels like joy to me. So, yeah. <laughs> yes. Thank you. I appreciate okay. it. <laughs> and if the table was turned and the genders were turned, um, you know, guys don't have a problem being with younger women, right? Exactly. So, mm -hmm. <laughs> all right. And I it's think it's, it's, it's beyond culture. I think this is something that is felt getting older is, is interesting for all of us, right? Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah that's true. That's true. <laughs> and thank cool. you so much for the reading. Cool. Appreciate all right. it. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> And Anna, thank you. You are, um, you use uh, tools. You're using a pendulum to help you um, understand and answer the questions. And we've talked about that before. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. And, and you also teach on that. We're going to talk about your special offer and the courses that you um, cover this in. But uh, I just wanted to mention that because, you know, this is how we know what we know within ourselves, right? Yeah, I use my pendulum just to confirm, like I'm getting a feeling about that. And if my pendulum's going in a positive direction, I know I'm on the right track. If it's going, you know, against, then it's like, oh, wait, no, probably that's not it. Let me look again. Okay. Well, we're going to go to more callers then. Glenda, Ray, hi. You can now unmute yourself and say hello. Hi. Hi. Hi there. Hi. Yes. So, um, I'm in a relationship with someone and interesting how um, 
the previous uh, caller was saying that she's older, so I'm older as well. Um, 12, 12 years older. And um, I'm curious about, I'm curious about our connection. It's, um, it's very uh, joyful and playful and um, empowering in many ways. At the same time, though, I, I'm, I, I'm curious about, um, you know, is it a twin flame relationship? I, 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 I'm just curious if what anything comes through for you. <laughs> yeah, um, actually, I, I think it is a twin flame. Uh, yeah. Wow. Yeah, it, it is. It has been the most intense experience of my life. Uh, just it's so intense. And I um, very, very, very emotional. And um, but at the same time, very empowering and joyful and playful. Um, but I, I have never in my whole life felt so incredibly received and accepted and loved for exactly as I am never experienced that before yeah that that would totally make sense because that's a person who really knows you mm -hmm. it, yeah it was like it, it was just like uh I see you you know yeah. I see you yeah and you know from what I understand twin flames are the complement of each other. So they're not the same, but they together they make a whole. So, you know, in any relationship, I think that might create some challenges because you're kind of seeing things maybe, you know, might be a case of opposites attracting or something like that, where together you make a whole, but you don't always see things exactly the same way. So yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It's it's it it it, it I think what 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 it's done for me is helped me to be empowered by a sort of something that I may have denied within myself. You know, like something very opposite, like my 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 um, uh, like a warrior. You know, like a, he. I always say he's like a ninja warrior, and it's like he helps me tap into that within myself. That warrior. And it's so opposite of, of what I have known or experienced. So it, it can be intense in that way, but it's very harmonizing at the same time because we bring such different energies to the experience, you know? Yeah. And that makes, you know, can make for a very rich and full uh, life experience if, you know, you're, you're both filling in the pieces. It's great. Mm -hmm. Thank you. You're welcome. Wow, really cool. Thank you for sharing, Glenda. Is Thank that you. it? Anything else? Um, <laughs> yeah, I guess we, we live very, very, very far and yet there is no time or space. <laughs> we live very far away from each other. Um, we met in um, physically in in November, late November of this of last year, 
and um, I, I was guided to fly to where he lives in Chile. And that's where everything unfolded. And now I'm back home in Canada. And it's like, I, I, it's so hard for me to embrace being here because my heart is there. And it's like, it's like, I can't take it anymore, you know? So it's like, I, I cannot, I, I'm, I'm challenged by how soon we will reunite. <laughs> Yeah, I think that might happen. I, you know, I would go in that direction. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Glenda Ray. Thank you. Okay. Cool. Uh, let's talk a little bit about the intensity of twin flames from the readings that you've done. When there is this intensity, that means it's it's not it 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 could be both positive and negative in the intensity, right? It's not just all flowers and passion, but it's other, it's the opposite too. It could be conflict. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it would be, you know, if you're taking two halves and making a whole, then I think what's required in those kinds of relationships is a lot of yielding to the strength that strengths that the other person brings to the relationship. If you fight it, it's going to be very difficult, but if you recognize like when I think about relationships, I think about, you know, what are your assets in the relationship? Well, this person brings these assets and these, this person brings these assets and these tools and these skills. And so you have to think of it as a whole, as a whole, we have all of these tools and skills and assets. Um, And so I think you have to just really keep that frame of mind of this is a whole thing. Because like I said, if you fight it, um, if you fight their strengths because they're not, because it makes you uncomfortable, it's going to make it harder. Interesting. Wow. Okay. <laughs> cool. Uh, please raise your hand if you would like a reading. Anna is doing readings. And now we are going to Damien. So Damien, you can uh, unmute yourself and say hello. 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 Um... My question is a little embarrassing, but this is my this is my first uh, Zoom uh, reading. Um, I'm 79 years old, and I've been married about 52 years. And my question is that uh, in those in that um, a time of marriage, I've fallen in love with beautiful women at least three or four times. You know. And I'm not just talking about a casual falling in love. It's kind of intense feelings. But I've never been unfaithful. You know, it's just I've had to kind of weather the beautiful storm, so to speak. And uh, since I have a good marriage, of course, I don't make any outlandish decisions. And my question is, is, is that tendency to fall in love, in my case, three to four times during a 52-year marriage, is that a weakness or a strength? Because, you know, the weakness is obvious. There's, you know, there are the moral questions of why does that happen, you know? But the strength is that, you know, I appreciate beautiful women and uh, and feminine spirituality, you know? So it's it could be a, a symptom of that, you know, my, my love of of the of the feminine and feminine spirituality but beautiful women really triggers that for me and i was just wondering 
if there's a reason, I mean, a purpose for that, or why am I that way, or is that a weakness or strength? (laughs) (laughs) Well, those are interesting questions. Uh, Uh (laughs) um, You know, in the context of what we're talking about with relationships, the first thing that comes to me is, you know, were any of these women um, women you'd been in past lives with or had some kind of soul history with or something like that, because that can make, like when we meet those kinds of people from our past, it can be a very strong feeling and can be challenging to resist or deny. So I see, I see. Yeah. So I think that some of the women that you met were probably um, people, women that you knew from or had had, you know, relationships with in previous lifetimes. I'm kind of curious. I'm going to look and see what you were doing in previous lifetimes, because it seems like you do have a lot of relationships with women. And, you know, I'm not even talking about sexually. I'm just talking about, it seems like you had, let me, uh, give me a second. Let me look. Mm. Yeah. Nothing's popping up for me. Um, yeah, for some reason, I'm not getting a picture, which is unusual, but mm. let's keep talking. Maybe something will come to me. But I do think there was something in the, t- in, like I'm almost seeing like, you know what? I'm almost seeing like, um, you know how we have women's shelters? for women who've been abused. Yes. Uh I almost feel like in a past life or something that you provided shelter for women. Um, You were, I was looking to see if you were in a male or female, but you were in a male body, but I I feel like you provided protection and shelter for women who needed it for, from whatever, I don't know what the circumstances were, but um, you had, so you, you had this, deep love, you know, if I kept reading, you know, it seems like something happened to your mother in that lifetime. And so you went on to feel like your life's work was, you know, your mother didn't get the protection that she needed and died. And so you felt like you needed to do that um, for other women. And so it was a deep passion for you of caring and compassion for women. So I think maybe that's where part of that comes from. And some of the women that you're meeting up with, were in that lifetime with you. And I almost feel like they came through just to say, to appreciate you, you know, to say, thank Mm. you. And, you Mm. know, maybe to let you know that they're doing well, they've moved on, you know, um, and they're happy or doing better. Mm. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, that's my positive side. I've always had a spiritual side to me and and especially I'm sensitive to the, fem- the the feminine spirituality, right? Yeah. But uh, but uh, beautiful women tend to trigger that more than others. And they have to be good persons. It's not just a surface beauty. They also have to be very good persons because that's, you know, that's part of my evaluation of the relationship. But thank you. You're welcome. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Jamie. Thank you for sharing. Wow, this is an interesting show today with the depth of relationships and it brings to mind just the human nature of love and relationships and, um, you know, he was saying the tendency to fall in love and why does that happen. Um, 
maybe that's just how humans are wired, right? Maybe we're just, I don't know, maybe we're kind of getting off into a different subject, but it just brings that to mind, those questions, yeah. you know, what, yeah. who designed the rules? And I know there's lots we can talk about on this, but who designed those rules of monogamy or, or whatever. So what are I you? Yeah. I mean, I, I don't think that's very natural, honestly. Monogamy. Yeah. Because we, yeah. I, I think, you know, as Damien was saying, you know, and, it, and it's tricky if you're in a marriage, so I'm not justifying anything, you know, um, um, that people do, you know, with their relationships or not justifying. It's not my business, but I, I do feel like, you know, we're love, we're love beings, you know, and it's natural to love. And I, I, I really love this younger generation. That's just throwing all the rules out and say, we're going to love who we want to love. And if I want to love a man today and I want to love a woman tomorrow and I want to, you know, whatever, they're just throwing the rules out and I'm all for it. I think it's great. Yes. Let your love flow. Okay. Yeah. Beautiful. And, and just, yeah, let the love flow. I have a friend who's a yoga, a yogini. And she, when she married her man, gosh, it's been 20 years now when they got married, she, or their vows were, she said, instead of, you know, I'll love you to death to us part. She said, I'll love you for as long as possible. Set the proper expectations. <laughs> And they're still together. And, and that's the beauty of it. So, you know, it's these parameters of, um, you know, so anyway, good, good, good. Thanks for sharing everyone. It's, it's beautiful to hear um, the differences in relationships. Let's go now to Gabriella. Gabriella, hi, you can unmute yourself and say hello. Hi there. Yes. Uh, thank you so much. This is an awesome show. Thank you so much. Um, I um I recently got divorced, but um it it was to a man that I was with for 19 years, and I feel like it was quite a karmic relationship. Um and I'm just wondering about your views. And this man was quite abusive in this lifetime. Um and the divorce wasn't easy, and it's still kind of the repercussions after. And I'm just wondering why it where it went so bad like it just it's yeah I, I'm really confused because it was a very hard relationship to let go of as well and so I don't know I think there's a lot of past karma in there and I'm just wondering about your views Anna so um was the relationship always difficult or was it it was have... pretty difficult all along yeah and I was more of a, a spiritual seeker I'm um I'm an energy I'm a naturopath and um, he's, you know, he, he just never, I almost feel like there was some past life history with healing because he never really um, accepted me in, in this kind of profession. Um, so I, I don't know, like, I almost felt like a persecution always with him. And it's still ongoing. And I just don't know why it doesn't stop and why it was so hard for me to let go of it. <laughs> yeah. Well, let me ask you, have you, do you feel like you've, you've grown as a person? Um, I think so. I think in this lifetime, it was about, um, it was about me standing in my truth uh -huh. and power. And I think 
I think he was a bully. So I think that's, um, you know, it's all about that. But I don't know why I just get this. I feel like it was a karmic redo and something went wrong somewhere. <laughs> and and I, I think I've done my part, but I, I don't know. It just... I mean, maybe that was my part. And, and 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 I felt so close to him. Like, I felt like there was some deeper, like his ego was all wrong in this lifetime, but there was some way deeper connection, um, which just never came to light in this, in this lifetime. And yeah. now I'm confused about it. Yeah. And this is what I was talking about earlier about people feeling familiar. Um, and that's, that's that past life that's seeping through, but who they were in a past life doesn't necessarily show up in all its form in this lifetime. So, you know, that's where it gets tricky is like, I'm still waiting for this person that I knew before to show up, but they're not showing up in this lifetime. Um, so, you know, I mean, bottom line to me, I, I feel like you did have a past life together where, you know, um, um, you, you know, you ended that with an agreement to try and sort things out. I feel like it was a very um, damaging, well, it, you know, it was a very negative experience together. The, I, like the word hate is coming up and mm -hmm. um, anger and, you know, some violence. And, and, and um, I think that he asked you to give him a chance to um, make amends. And I think that, um, but I don't honestly think he was sincere. Mm, and I think, I think he kind of tricked you into that. And you being a good person said, yes, I will, you know, I'll give you another chance. And so you came back around and it was more of the same. Yeah. And, you know, so I do really feel like the, you know, the karmic lesson for you is, as you said, stand up for yourself, walk away. Um, yeah, I think this is all about self-love, self-empowerment, standing up for yourself. Um, you know, um, I, I think we can love people and still let them go. And I think that's, you know, that's what you need to do. Right. And then for a future life, um, this kind of contract would be over, right? I mean, it's like two passes and <laughs> or, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. 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 I would say, you know, just to be on the safe side, I do a little ceremony, you know, and just say, you know, whatever karmic past we had, lighten this candle, you know, letting it go um, over, done, not going to do this again, blow out the candle, you know, and just, you know, make sure that you're done with it. Right. Just one more thing is with, with this, this wouldn't have been a twin flame, obviously. Uh, right. Uh, no. It would just, no, it would be a, would it be a soulmate just teaching, you know, me something? Yeah. I don't really think there was a lot of positive intention. Behind okay. It. Yeah. Okay. So no, soulmate and, you know, and I mean, in fairness to him, it's like, I, I'm not looking at his life right now. People mm -hmm. have experiences. I don't believe anybody's born bad. I think people have horrible experiences that happen to them and then they get twisted up and do bad things. So, you know, we're just going to bless, bless to him and whatever his healing process is. It's just that you don't need to be a part of it. Right. Okay. That's wonderful. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you, Anna. You're welcome. Super. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, very interesting. Very interesting. So you mentioned, um, 
well, as we were describing the relationships, the karmic relationship, would that be when when we grow from the relationship? Yeah, I think so. Well, I mean, karmic could be, you know, if you hurt someone and wanted to make amends, like this, you know, he supposedly professed to do, you know, it could be that kind of a thing where you want to you want to rectify something that happened um, and that you, you know, uh, yeah. So, I mean, it could be that. Um, I think, you know, if you're just wanting to um, grow on your own, um, you know, we work, I, I don't know, I think there's like, life architects on the other side who work with us and say, okay, what do you want to have happen this lifetime? Okay, let's figure out how to set that up and make that happen. Here's the right parents, here's the right circumstances, and then and then we grow. So I think our growth kind of lessons are more connected to that. Um, and then the karmic stuff is where we're just trying to fix something we did or something that somebody did to us. Yes, yes, okay. And our own soul, our own soul. How would you know if our own soul wants us to experience a relationship? Would that be the the love that we have for ourselves and expressing that love? Um, our soul wants us to love and be loved. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not sure. Say a little bit more about what about that. Just because it's very interesting that the content of the context of this whole conversation, you know, you get people who we start to judge ourselves, but couldn't this be judge ourselves from our age or, um, you know, when we're like looking at judging ourselves for looking at other people and loving, you know, from the earlier speakers, people who ask these questions, it just seems like maybe the soul wants us to experience some of these situations when it all comes back to love, loving ourselves, forgiving ourselves. You said that earlier as well, that sometimes we have to forgive ourselves, but it's an experience of our soul. So maybe society is causing us to judge ourselves. The rules of society make us judge ourselves, but maybe this is a soul. Our soul is calling on us to live. Yeah, I totally agree. That makes perfect sense. You know, it's the souls just wanting to live and love and thrive and experience. And yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So, without judgment, without rules. Without the judgment. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And and we're not, we're doing no harm. We're not harming anyone or anything. So, okay. All right. Yeah. Right. There are some questions and Belinda, you have a question in our Q&A box, but I'm going to allow you to unmute yourself and please share your voice with us because we would love to hear from you. So if you're able, go ahead and unmute yourself. Hi. Hi. Can you hear hi. me? Yes. Hi. Oh, wow. Great. Um, okay. So uh, my husband and I, when we first met, we saw sparks. I'm from Maine, so excuse my accent. Sparks. We saw sparks. And now, 30 years later, I'm telling you, I know he isn't my twin flame. So I thought we were twin flames because of those sparks. Well, what were they? What was that? Okay. So are you still happy in your marriage? Well, uh, no. And it's it's a long story. We love each other. There is a love. That's another reason I thought he was the twin flame. 
But no, I have another calling, if I can put it that way. This is not, you know, I'm not calling and talking about how bad our marriage is, but this is something I have to do without him. That's how I realized he wasn't my twin flame. Right. So why did we have these sparks? That's what's freaking me out. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. All right. Well, let's take a look at that. Um, Let me see if I can go back to that experience and see what that is. Um, Gosh, I don't know. I mean, I'm picking up like a few different things about that. I think there was some familiarity. Um, I think that um, I do feel like there was some romance there. I do feel like, you know, a little bit of hearts on fire um, about each other. That makes sparks. It could have just been, you know, it could have just been love i don't know i mean well i think it was destined i definitely think something was destined but it wasn't the twin flame so has anyone beside i mean i still want to do twin flames see sparks no i mean i still think that's the weirdest thing i'm sorry yeah well again you know the twin flames it's like not everybody's gonna have a twin flame not everybody's gonna have you know be in a relationship if they have a twin flame they're not not necessarily going to be in a relationship with the twin flame so um you know i i wouldn't be looking for that but let, let me go back and and see um the nature of this relationship so Okay, so I'll go back to my question. So was this a, have you been together in a past life? No. Was this part of a life plan for you guys to meet each other? Yes. Okay, so was there, was it about something to learn? No. Was it about um, supporting? Um, You know, um, what I'm getting is, um, oh, he's, I think he's part of your soul family. And I think he came in to be a support for you. And yes. so maybe the sparks were like, you know, just there to kind of say, oh, we're supposed to hook up. We're supposed to do this together. I feel yes. like he really, he really loves you. And yeah. you know, I, I think he was like a soul, like maybe your soul brother. And if you yeah. picture like yeah. a big brother being around and saying, I'm going to, you know, nobody, nobody messes with my sister. That's kind, kind of, of how the relationship ended up. That's what I mean. We still love each other, but it is not the husband wife that it that I expected. Yeah. Well, yeah. And, and you know, just because you're you know, you know, it's not the same. <laughs> it's not yeah. the same as in this lifetime having a relationship <laughs> with your brother or sister. It's yes. not like that. You can have a sexual, intimate, loving relationship with your soul brother, everybody, you know, this is what we're talking about in terms of that freedom and changing roles and all that stuff. So I want to be really clear, clear, Belinda, that, you know, (laughs) that doesn't (laughs) preclude you having, you know, or or a revived intimate relationship with you. I I understand that. (laughs) And actually he has a, this, he has a disorder, which, and I'm very motherly. It's kind of strange. I think we came together to heal each other and it's, you know, that's what it was. And that brought the love, but I'm still meant to do something else. And so, okay. 
we, at least I know we were meant to be together. And that's what I wanted to make sure. Thank you so much. And I love your show. <laughs> You're welcome. Thank you. Yes. Thank you, Belinda. It's beautiful to just witness um, the, the variety of relationships. Um, I guess we're, we're talking about most of the people we've talked about are, are relationships or, or um, spouses or romantic relationships and just uh, how people come together in that way and the supportive way, the way that people, that we come together to support, like the soul, the soul family coming in. It really resonates uh, with everyone that you've talked with today. It resonates with me on a personal level. So beautiful. Um, Twahira. Oh my goodness. I hope I said that beautiful name correctly. Twahira, you can allow, you can unmute yourself, please, if you'd like, and you can ask your question. Twahira. Hi, did I pronounce your name right? Yes, you did. Thank you. Oh, and we can barely hear you. Oh, oh. Sorry. Um, can you hear me now? A little bit better. Please try again. Uh, yes. Okay, all right. Better now? Yes, better. That's good. And what, what's your name? My name is Twahira. You pronounce it correctly. Twahira. Okay, beautiful. Thank you for the lovely, um, um, informative session. I've learned a lot. Um, I have a question I wanted to ask. Uh, I had a, a, a romantic relationship a few years back and um, it didn't work out. I still feel a very strong attraction to the person. So I was just curious what that might be. Yeah. Okay, so I just want to make sure because I couldn't, you know, I'm having a little bit difficulty hearing you. So I just want to make sure I got your question right. So you did were you saying that you had a relationship a while ago that didn't work out, but you do feel a strong connection and you're wondering what that was? Yes, yes. Thank you. Okay. Um mm-hmm. Um, did you have to, did you have to work a little bit to, um, make that relationship happen? I noticed you're muted, so you might want to unmute. Yes, I did. I had to do a bit of convincing. <laughs> yeah. I, I feel like maybe that was a situation where maybe you guys pushed something to happen that really wasn't maybe meant to happen or on, on your path? Was there something about the relationship that you were drawn to? Um, I, I think I was very attracted to him, to the person. Yeah. So physically, it was a physical attraction? Yes, but also emotionally, felt a strong attraction. So I'm going to just, you know, pose a few more questions. So, so emotionally, 
what was the attraction? What were what was the thing you were getting out of the relationship? Um, I felt safe, um, loved, um, to yeah, exciting. Yeah. So I feel like, you know, for you, this is what you were getting from him was something that you're longing for, for yourself. And so, you know, just as an exercise, what I would suggest is to write down all the things that you feel like you got from him and then look and see how, how you can provide those things for yourself for right now. And I think, you know, getting clear about that, I think there's more relationship, there's another relationship or more relationships that will bring that to you. But I think the first thing is getting clear about, I feel like there was something, something you were looking for um, before you even met him. I think it was something in your heart that you were longing for, and maybe it was to be seen. Maybe you didn't feel like you'd been seen in your life to be understood um, I feel like there's something yes. a really deep emotional desire there, personal desire. But I think, you know, the way to, to work with that is find that for yourself, do that for yourself. And then that's going to open up a lot of possibilities for something for love in the future. Thank you so much. And I really resonated with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. I did feel very seen. I was looking to be seen and to be loved. Mm-hmm. I just you. feel that in my heart and I really want that for you. Oh, thank you. Mm-hmm. I'm really tired. Thank you so much. Thank you for your help. You're welcome. And when you do love yourself like that and provide that for yourself, that becomes a magnet for something so much greater. It really does. And you'll be um, surprised. Something will come out of left field, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you, Lauren. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Um, we're going to go to Audrey. But first, Audrey, before we get to your reading, I would love for you, Anna, to talk a little bit about ways that people can work with you. On the link that I put in our Zoom chat, there is um, two offers. There's a special offer of a package and there's a mastery empowerment course. There's three sessions that you're going to teach. So um, tell us about these offers. Okay. So the the um, the, the course that I'm going to do is going to be we're going to do um, three weeks, um, two hour sessions. We're going to I, I'm going to teach my or share with you my um, my nine step process of um, ways to check for. What, what is this relationship, whether it's a coworker? In fact, I, I've just been having a struggle with somebody in my homeowners association, and this is making me think, you know, I need to look and see if there's something karmic or something with this person, you know, what's going on with that? Um, we're looking at past relationships that we've had and trying to make sense of them. So we're going to go over, uh, I talk about, you get a, a reading sheet, um, and we look at, you know, there's a checklist. Is this a soulmate contract, a twin flame? Is it soul family? Is it a past life? Is it a contract? Got a bunch of things that you can check for. I'm, as Lauren knows, I'm a very system person. I like having checklists. I like making things really simple. You don't have to be able to read past lives or anything. Just yes or no, get your pendulum out or muscle testing. 
Um, you can just do yes or no questions to all this and you'll be able to kind of get a feel for what's going on with this person. So that's one thing is that class. And we're going to do lots of readings like this too, um, just to demonstrate and practice and all that. So it's, I think it's going to be a lot of fun um, and it should be pretty interesting and give you a tool that you can use for the rest of your life. Yeah, that's really empowering, you know, because instead of blaming another person for how we are feeling, we're actually empowering ourselves because we're figuring it out. We're able to understand the energies a little bit better in the relationship, like you with the, with the person in the homeowners association. It's like, whoa, what's going on? And so it gets our attention. But these are beautiful tools that allow us to return to our center, to stay in our power and to understand the situation, maybe give forgiveness or um, as you talk about knowing if it's karmic, knowing how to move on and move away from that. Yeah, I, I think, you know, for me, I mean, I, my whole thing is teaching conscious living and, and I, I think it's just, you know, I do readings with people about relationships and, and it's like, they, they don't know what to do. They just don't know what to do. They can't decide what needs to happen here. And I think understanding the background on these things helps us to be able to kind of take a step back, see clearly, okay, this was a karmic thing. I'm done with that is, you know, it's on the checklist. Is it, if it's karmic, is it over? You know, and then you can really, you kind of clear the dust away and then you can kind of see, oh, this is what this is about. Now, consciously, what do I want to do about it? You know, and that sometimes gives us the strength to be able to break off something that's not really good for us. Because I see that a lot with people. It's just, they have a really hard time breaking off a relationship that's kind of addictive or, you know, but if you understand, it just gives you that extra boost that you need. And this is us figuring it out ourselves. We are learning this technique and it's beautiful and it's empowering. I'll say that one more time because it, we are in the driver's seat here and we know what we know inside and you're helping people get to that information to get to that wisdom and nobody else. And, and it, it's like, you're not telling people about it. You're teaching them how to figure that out in their own life, in their own sense. That's what makes it so beautiful. Yes. Great. And, you know, I mean, I love doing readings for people and I'm always open to that. That's the other offer is if, you know, if you feel like you've just got one particular relationship, you're trying to understand, or you mm -hmm. want information about past lives. Um, that's, you know, the offer there is for me to do a reading for you. And I love doing that, but there are things that come up, you know, you, you know, I don't know about anybody else's finances, but I can't constantly be asked, go, you know, going for a reading to ask about this, that, or the other thing. Um, but if you have the tools to do it yourself, you know, you, you have access to get answers and resolve things quickly for yourself. And like I said, I'm all about making it simple so that anybody can use it, that you don't have to be like, oh, I'm a gifted intuitive or psychic, or you don't have to be able to do that. You just have to be able to get a yes or no or a muscle test and get a yes or no and, and, and you'll get the information you need. Yeah, that's what's really good about it. It's we can do it ourselves. And but then on the other hand, it really is good to have an outside facilitator that helps reflect back to us things that we might not see, you know, we could be heavy in the emotion of it, but watching you with each of the people that you've helped in this call, it's like, whoa, okay, now, now it broadens their perspective. 
So that's why readings are good. Tell us about um, the, the offerings for readings that you have. Um, the same thing that happened last time I was on your show. I don't know exactly what reading. I think we've got a few on there. Um, yeah, so there's, I, I think I this. Can, um, I can show the screen then here. Oh, good. Okay. Soul work, re the readings course. We have a soul work. Uh, let's see. Okay. That's an on-demand class. And these are on the special, on the show page here, there's a special offer button and that's what we're working on. So um, it's a one hour session and we'll start by talking about what's up in your life and the intention for the session. And then you give the, the guidance and you offer the soul profile reading with that. So that's real informative and you record all that. And so yeah, nice. I'll and pretty much, you know, if you book a session with me, we'll figure out when we get on the on the call together what needs to happen. So it might be a past life reading. It might be a clearing. It might be um, a breakthrough session. We'll just, you know, you'll share with me what's going on, what you're wanting some help with. And then, you know, we'll work together. I think one of the things that does help is um, that maybe, you know, not everybody's um, trained to do is. Um, reading the past lives. I think, you know, hearing your past life story for me, even when I do it for myself, I have characters, I have a storyline um, and it really helps me to understand um, what's going on. And um, it's almost like being able to see my life, but detached a little bit. And, and I think that makes a big difference. It can really help. So, um, you know, most likely in sessions that we do, we'll do some sort of past life reading as well, so that you understand if it's a relationship, you know, like we, I touched in a little bit with past life stuff, but, you know, we'll go into more detail with that. And, yeah. and some of the sessions, like my breakthrough session, which I think is on the soul work page, um, in that session, it's just such a riot. I love that, that, um, session because, you know, we talk about what's the issue that you're having, what pattern do you want to change? and then. Um, I go in, I tell you the whole story, and then we go in and, co and, and coach, the, coach the person who's, who's having the situation so that together we help them rewrite the end to that story. And it's just a blast, but it's so powerful because we actually do change, change how you look at things, change what happens. So anyway, it's fun. Yeah. Okay. You do have um, a variety of personal sessions. So again, you know, Check that out. Check out the special offers that Anna has and check out her mastery empowerment course coming up. If you'd like to feel empowered in your own life again, you know, past life reading and clearing. That's the key. Um, there was one time and I was not on drugs or anything. I looked around at the world and I saw past lives with everybody in my field, everybody that I had a, a connection with. And it was pretty wild. And so past lives are real. We have been around on this planet many, many times. And so what's the lesson there? That's what you're going to help people figure out is the lesson and what we do with that, where we go with that and how we navigate those waters and deal with it and get over it, right? Get over the past life. Yeah. Because I think, um, you know, Raymond Moody, near-death experience guy, he, he believes that, um, Past lives, past life issues are what create the problems in relationships. Many of these relationships, whether it's domestic violence and things like that, or abuse from past lives, yeah. unresolved issues of past lives. So you're helping I, people clean it up and clear it up. 
Yeah. And cut the ties, you know, so that you don't go through that again. Yeah. We're done. Yeah. When we're done, we're done. So that's the empowering part of it as well. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Anna has got beautiful special offers, personal sessions for you. There's a variety of them. Check out the menu of those personal sessions and join her for the Mastery Empowerment course. Three sessions, everything's recorded, and it's a tool that you can take in your life and use in your life for clarity and empowerment. Okay, we have time for one more. This is Audrey. And Audrey, you can unmute yourself now and ask your question. Hello. Hi, Audrey. Do we have Audrey? Audrey, Audrey. Hello. Here you are. Hello. Hi. Yeah, I have to. Hello. Okay. Can you hear me? Yes. Hi. Okay. Hi. Okay. Well, my situation is... Uh, I have had a very difficult time with my daughter and I would like to figure that one out. And uh, she is an adult now uh, doing extremely well. She has two beautiful children, happily married. Um, but I just have a very difficult time with her. So I would like to know uh, what that whole thing is about. <laughs> Yeah, well, I'm glad that you, you know, asked this question because this is a, another area. It's not like you said, Lauren, it's not just relation, intimate relationships or primary relationships, but there's lots of other different relationships and, and family certainly is another one. So, um, Audrey, let me look and see here. Um, so first thing I'm going to ask, this is on my checklist, if you take the class, is, is this... Um, is, is um, are you guys soul family? And I do get that you are. So um, let me see. You know, uh, <laughs> this looks to me like, um, you know, we were talking before about soul soul relationships and soul issues that happen in between lifetimes versus incarnations. This looks like you guys have a beef from some kind of, um, at a soul level in between lifetimes. Um, hmm. um, I, the crux of it that might help you now is I feel like in this issue that happened in between lifetimes, she, she feels like, or believes that you let her down. And, um, and, and I feel like she maybe um, is reluctant to give you another chance. And I think it's a trust issue. And I think, um, you know, I think she's just um, skeptical about, um, I'm just going to say your sincerity. So I'm not saying about this lifetime. I'm saying it, at a soul level, something happened with you guys where either you agreed to meet somewhere for another life or meet and do something together and something happened and you didn't make it. You know, if I look and see, um, I think maybe there was, there were extenuating circumstances, but she hasn't been willing to listen to your 
um, reasons for that happening. Oh God, I just like feel this in my chest. So I, I feel like um, I feel like there's just this gap because because I think it's a lack of trust. Okay, so I think um, and, and and you know you can look at how that's played out possibly in this lifetime between the two of you. But I feel like that's the issue that you need to address with her um, somehow. Um, I don't know if you'll be able to gain her trust or not. Maybe you. Um, I almost think you could have like some soul conversations, like, um, you know, kind of meditate and just like speak to her at a soul level or set up a thing where her soul can talk to your soul, you know, sort of set up a meeting and, and let your souls work it out. And then maybe something will ease up here. So I don't know, hopefully that makes sense. That makes uh, complete sense. And that gives me, uh, an opportunity to be able to, I, I would call it a higher self to higher self. So uh, thank you for that because it's just so painful. And I, I feel that she doesn't trust me uh, in this lifetime and she may have good reason for that on an emotional level. And so I'm completely shut down uh, when I'm with her and I'm thinking of leaving, like selling my house and actually leaving the area not to get away from her, but to start to live my own life. And uh, I haven't mentioned that to her. Uh, that's probably another issue that will just send her even more, more difficult, but uh, anyway. Well, but beyond the, you know, the, the decisions that you make in the physical, I'm really gonna encourage you to, um, you know, own up for yourself. Sounds like you're already aware of some things that you did that, you know, you could have done better. You know, okay. I would, if whether it's journaling or whatever, I would really, I would uh, unload for yourself. I would just really not with her. This doesn't have anything to do with her. This is about you for yourself, healing, forgiving, understanding, recognizing things that you've done. You know, we all do things that were, you know, sorry about or embarrassed about or whatever. And like I said earlier, if I knew better, I would have done better. Um, but I would really just, you know, write out everything that you feel responsible for in terms of where this lack of trust comes from and, and trying to understand it for yourself and then forgive yourself, you know, and try and do better. That's all you can do. Mm -hmm. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for taking the call. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it'll work out. Don't move yet. Don't move just yet. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I got to put out the door. No, I'm not sure that's the answer. Well, not for that, but maybe for, yeah. Yeah. for my life. But anyway, thank you very much. I appreciate it. You're welcome. Your... <laughs> thank you, Lorraine. Thank you, Audrey. All right, beautiful. Wow. So thank you for helping our um, participants in today's show. Anna, thank you, thank you. And again, we invite everyone to learn more from you, to learn how to do this for themselves or even to get a personal session uh, of, of any sort, of any type with you. As we um, conclude our show, do you wanna wrap up anything? Do you wanna, is there anything else you'd like to say about this entire process and the importance of it? 
Um, you, know, you know, I would just say again, that for me, it's all about living consciously, making conscious decisions. So just really trying to, you know, understand what's going on. I think sometimes just a shift in perspective can change everything. So, you know, just getting a little bit more information so that we have that, you know, so our perspective shifts just enough, allows us to see things more clearly and then make better choices. Sometimes we just have the blinders on, you know. Yeah, we're all in our emotions, you know, and it's just very emotional, but we, you know, um, that's where that sort of addictive energy or that blind eye, you know, um, so I think, yeah, just taking a step back, understanding a little bit more, just frees us up to, you know, um, not be so tangled up in it and, and to be able to make a different decision. Yes. Conscious living. And I mean, I see this in every area of our life, you know, for those who, uh, have bosses and need to show up at a at workplace, there could be relationships with the boss and where we, again, forfeit our power because of that boss employee relationship, you know? And so having that broader perspective of all of this is really important. And again, it allows us to stand in our power and to be authentic and to live our soul's desires and be human and be human with our soul embodied. Yeah, yeah. Well, thank you for your time today. Again, thank you for assisting everyone with their questions and the beautiful readings that you gave. And I just, uh, again, invite everyone to work with you. It's beautiful. Thank you. Thanks so much. It's always fun being here. <laughs> yes. All right. Thank you, everyone, as well. Happy journey. Happy living um, your life in love and consciously. Thank you so much. And we'll see you again soon. Bye and thank you for listening to this quantum conversation and thank you for dancing with us to the cosmic heart as we raise our own vibration we raise the vibration of the planet this show is dedicated to you and all awakening hearts as we are here to shine our bright light and amplify our love access all quantum conversations special offers from our guests and online healing retreats by visiting AcousticHealth.com. I'm Loren Gailey, and from my sacred heart to yours, I honor your magnificent love and light. We leave you now with music from the universe. Music literally created by the universe as musical notes were assigned to mathematical equations. The result is this beautiful music, available at AcousticHealth.com. Namaste.